here we go. Welcome back, everyone, to Phil's Recap and Review, Game of Thrones, Season 7, Episode 5, The Feedback Show. And tonight we're here to take all your feedback questions for Season 7, Episode 5. That's right. Uh, we know that... I'm not gonna. I'm gonna start the show off right off the bat with saying I'm not gonna whistle past the graveyard, ignore the giant fucking episode six elephant sitting in the room. We're not gonna talk about spoilers tonight, but I have a couple quick warnings. If you are in this video, if you're watching this video and you're in the live chat section, I never say this. I never say this, but tonight, if you don't want to be spoiled, tonight might be the night to go away, <laughs> to go to not watch us because. I am willing to bet we have awesome mods that are going to be trying to keep this up and keep it in control, but there's probably people that are just going to be jumping into the chat section and throwing out spoilers there, so pre-warning about that. We will not be talking about the spoilers tonight, but we will be talking about and taking all your episode, uh, seven, episode 5 questions. But I'm not alone. I have with me a guest here. He's someone that I first saw him in like in the comments and watching, watching our videos a couple of years ago, and I had sort of a weird moment where where I was watching his videos and he was coming in the chat in our videos and I didn't realize it was the same person and I had sort of like a connecting moment. Holy shit, wait, no, you're King McKay from the... And we have King McKay. How's it going tonight, King McKay? Great to be here, great to be here. This I... is my first time live anywhere on YouTube, so this should be interesting. I was wondering if you had ever been live before and I, j I realized I just totally like Simpsons celebrity you. I was like, hey, John Elway, how's it going, John Elway? Hey, today we have King McKay. Hi, King McKay, what's going on, buddy? But no, I've been I've been watching King McKay's videos for a while. Huge fan. If you're not checking out his stuff, I cannot recommend it enough. He does a lot of theory videos, episode reviews, but the main thing, thing he does almost better than anyone is his previews for the coming for the next episode. He does them pretty much right after the episode airs. He puts those out very, very soon. So definitely if you haven't already, subscribe to King McKay. You can find the link to his channel in the description box below. But we're not alone as well, King. We have with us the motherfucking chat. And motherfucking chat, you know, you guys are so fucking special as I keep my effect on my voice for some strange reason. But you guys are so special, I wanted to put your name on the screen too. So here you go, motherfucking chat. Motherfucking chat. There you are with the motherfucking chat. You're there. You're here. We've got a uh, red team review. We've got, oh, Carmine's in the live chat right now. Oh, Carmine. Carmine, uh, he's he's he knew he knew two of his uh, bays were in talking to each other. Love you, Carmine. You're the you're the fucking best. And uh, and it's funny. Carmine also was one of the people that first kind of introduced me to your channel. And I was like, oh wait, I think I know this guy. I think he comes into and checks out some of my streams sometimes too. And and like I said, if you haven't already, definitely check out uh, King McKay's content. And I'm psyched to have him here for his very first live stream. And uh, yeah, it, I'll go. I'll go as easy on you as I possibly can. I'll only make you strip and you know and make you do uh, really inappropriate things with your body on screen. But we have Madora. We have your mom. We got the Walking David. We got Red. We got uh, we got Critch, K Rich. We got Timo. We got lots of good friends. Mark Hunt. B. Leon Carmine, you can't believe the plot hole messed with episode five. I got uh, leaks in my roof. Uh, everyone's got leaks in their roof. roof. But uh, today we're going to be taking your feedback questions, your comments, and stuff that was said to, sent to me. We are going to jump into the live chat and talk to you guys in the live chat. Maybe even take some live calls if you want to call in. Uh, that should be an adventure at 714-694-4120. Or you can still leave a voicemail and text at 781-990-8509. But we have... Lots of text and lots of messages for, for you and me, uh, King. So let's get into it. Let's not waste any more time and get into our first question comment of the night. 
And this is from Karan from Pennsylvania. Randall Tatarian, you killed my father, hypocrite, threatened to kill his own son. Uh, so I want to use that as a point to talk about how the death of Rickon and uh, Rickon, not Rickon, excuse me, Dickon, Dickon and Randall in this situation. Now, did Randall have, do you think Randall had much of a choice, King? I think he'd already flip-flopped way too many times for his, like, what, what he's always trying to, like, be this honorable person. He stayed with, like, the Targaryens when they were falling. He always wanted to be that guy that stayed at the end, and he already flip-flopped, like, three times, and he, he just he couldn't do it again. Yeah, he couldn't. He, he'd rather die. Yeah, and, and I mean, ultimately, Dickon made, made a impassioned decision to stay close to his father in that situation, but... That was where a lot got talked about. And we're going to get into this as we get more questions about this, about Danny. What did she do? Did she do the right thing? Did she do the right thing by burning them? I think she had to burn uh, Randall. I think the mistake was burning Dick on. I think in that situation, you should have done what Tyrion said. I know Tyrion isn't often right, but in that moment, I personally tend to agree that they probably should have thrown him in a cell somewhere and taught Dick on a lesson. I, I don't know how you feel about that. What do you feel about that, King? I totally agree. Like, Dickon really was like the future of that house. And so they could have secured all the people in that house for a very long time if they'd kept him alive. Yeah. And use Randall as the example because one guy being alive is it's not like, it's still pretty frightening. You know, you're going to bend the knee. Oh, was it two? I'm, yep. not, I'm not gonna be in any now. 100%. 100%. Uh, Timo says, uh, uh, I want to see King McKay's, uh, King McKay's face. Shirt is optional. Timo, oh my <laughs> gosh. Uh, Timo, no sexually harassing the guests until uh, they're in your basement. Wait till King McKay's locked up in your basement. Uh, Dickon had the saddest death of the season. Were you emotionally affected at all by the death of uh, either of those two? Uh, Dickon definitely, because he was, he, was, he was growing on you that entire episode, especially after Jamie was making fun of him and you learned about his first battle and stuff. So I thought it was going to be a character they wanted to like push into the late season. And I was actually hoping he was the one that saved Jamie, not Braun. Yeah. But, me... yeah. So it was kind of sad to see him get killed off pretty quickly. Dickon, Dickon. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a sad day for Dickon. Very sad day for Dickon. Uh, long live, oh fuck, Analysis of Thrones is making Timo sick in the live chat. Long live Lady Sansa, Rifle Queen of the North before John Targaryen. Timo is throwing up. And there we have retired nurse. Uh, great to see you, Kathy. Great to see you in the live stream, whether Joe is here or not. Maiden of Darkness is in the live chat. Great to see all of our good friends. So uh, let's go to our first... Our first uh, text message of the evening, and this is for from uh, this is from Michael from Tennessee for the feedback show. Uh, so Robert's grandmother was a Targaryen, which means she is Gendry's great grandmother. This makes him Danny's second cousin and John's third cousin, and roughly six percent Targaryen. Do you think, and this is this is for you, King? Do you think the showrunners are even going to acknowledge that? Any hope for a Gendry scene with a dragon? I'm going to say no. What do you think about that, uh, King? Uh, no, no, I don't <laughs> think they have any time whatsoever to develop that at all. Like we've only got two more episodes now, and then we've got season eight with only six episodes. There's no way they can develop more Gendry stuff, like Targaryen history, six percent. Yeah, they. I, I, I do want to see another dragon rider, though. That is something I definitely want to see. Yeah, I, this season. I think. I, and I agree. I think it's just it's too late to do that. I would be surprised if they really even mention until maybe depending on Gendry's fate, depending on 
if they even mention Storm's End again. That, I mean, I just want them to mention Storm's End again. I just want them to say, hey, Gendry, that belongs to you. Or John delivers him or anything like that. Forget the Targaryen connection to the Baratheons with the, with the first first Baratheon, you know, is taking to the Storm and all that sort of stuff. I, I would like to at least see them make him make being a Baratheon something that matters on the show and not just have him be the blacksmith for hire or the the guy that do one-liners with Jon Snow not that I mind that but I it would be good if they if they spent the time to and this is where we get into the seven episodes versus 10 episodes and a lot of people know I bitch about that a lot but as much as I really did enjoy this episode and on a rewatch I liked it even more because I could absorb it all more not trying to like take notes while I'm getting into it but I'll still say it still felt a little rushed to me it felt like it was a 10 episode season that they were trying to wrap up something that probably could have been done in two episodes and really could have had King's Land like really explored them being King's Landing and and just lots of stuff. For me, anyways, I feel the rush. And I don't know if it's in my own head or if it's a reality. I, I don't know. Do you feel that at all? They could have made us nine seasons of 10 episodes, I feel like, with the amount of stuff they just brushed over. Like, George R. Martin didn't leave them with a lack of material to work with. Like, they have so much to go with. And especially when they rush over so many storylines like Arya and Sansa and stuff and Bravos, they could have drawn that out all through the season with Arya and not have it come back until next season. Could be. Honestly, I could not agree with you more. It just it just seems like it's it seems like they're in a hurry. And I understand I understand I just don't buy the whole and I, I know this is an old discussion, but I just don't buy that there's not enough story to be told when it comes down to it. And I and I haven't and this is a personal thing, I haven't quite gotten adjusted to how the pacing of this season is gonna work. And I mean it's gonna be even different next season with with six longer episodes. And and I think I think perception's a big fucking thing, and the best way to think about it is thinking that it's one long season. And season seven has 13 episodes, and there's a break in between. And I know that sounds ridiculous, but it's uh, perception actually matters. Hannibal O'Neill supported 666 in Super Chat. Scary motherfucker. That is awesome. Just supporting the motherfucker. Get a spin of the wheel for you, Hannibal. Thank you so much. And Hannibal also is uh, left us some amazing voice messages and stuff like that. So I want to play something Hannibal Hannibal did. I think this might be a good time to uh, to, to play it right now. But let me uh, let me let me figure something out. I'm like, ah, bah, bah, bah. this is me trying to do stuff live. I'm trying to prick their software. Nah, 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 nah. And let, while I'm doing this, let me play a voicemail. And uh, and let's play this voicemail right here from David. It's David again. Giving you a call back. Hope next recap show. I got, I got a couple of questions. One: Do you think Braun is a wildling? Because I noticed that when, the way he speaks is very similar to the way Manson then spoke and the free folk and stuff like that and Tormon. Interesting theory because, you know, he, he stays alive. and he always, He's always been moving south. We first see him in Winterfell, too far away from the little inn or whatever, and he's moving further and further. It's pretty cool, you know. Second thing is, is I know the Suicide Squad's going north, and we know there's going to be casualties. But what if at the end of the day they can't take a member of the army because they're overwhelmed? But what if one of their numbers dies and comes back as a white, and they have to bring that previous companion as proof? Because hmm. I did kind of notice it could be really shitty cutting in HBO's half, but I did notice that the Hound 
is using Gendry's weapon. Not saying he's going to fall, but he might be injured. I did notice that. So I did a really bad editing on their part, or what the hell, you know? But the hound with that hammer is going to be brutal. But the uh, the other question I had, well, the point I wanted to make as well was, one, um, one, one second, I'm going to mute it here for uh, one second, come back to the second half of the question. First part, is Braun actually alive? Like, I don't think so. I just think that's a funny coincidence, and and he's low-born, so, he, so that's why he kind of speaks in a similar, similar tact. The second part of that, which was if one of the people that they bring back, if the white that they end up bringing back is actually one of their own party. Uh, that would that would make a lot of sense. I think there's certain ways that that could happen that wouldn't make sense, and I think maybe if it is someone within their own party, that could possibly make sense. And I'm whistling past the graveyard on this one because there are spoilers out there, so be careful if someone's like, actually, Phil, this is what happens. But uh, but but do you have any uh, thoughts on that, King? I brought up the hammer thing in my preview, and I definitely saw that was that was pretty significant. I was like, oh. Hound with the hammers would be pretty cool. So I, I really hate if that's the way that Gendry was ended off, just dying or becoming a white. But it, w- it would be a nice, like, for uh, some of the other characters, like Thoros or mm-hmm. Gondarian, people who are, like, don't really have much to their character. It would be a good way for them to go out because it feels like their chapter is already coming to an end. So it's like they don't have much to offer now. Exactly. So cool and and as we get to Endgame, it's this is their last thing, which is ultimately what I think that this is for, or it seems like to me, a way of thinning out the ranks a little bit. Uh, Timo says Phil's looking like he could knock on the basement door right now. Hey, hey okay, thank you, thank, thank you so much. I cleaned up for King McKay. He's a he's a classy guy. I gotta clean up for him. Uh, Phil's knocking on that door. Join the Discord. Phil, did you talk about the prophecy from Maggie about Cersei only having three children? Dan Arrington, a good friend of mine. Uh, we haven't talked about that yet. I think it said she'll have only three children. She's pregnant. I and I'll. And I'm I'm curious about King's thoughts about this too. I don't think she actually, and I think I, I think I don't think she has that kid. I think she dies before giving birth to that kid. I don't even think she's conceived in the first place. I okay, think so you're on Joe's court. side of that. You think she might be bullshitting yeah, the situation? I, I think she's just using it to manipulate Jamie because she he, she knows that Jamie's slowly like backing away, and she just has to keep drawing him in with the sex and the openness and the child. She just needs ways to hook Jamie with to her because. Tyrion's influence. Yeah, and especially now that she she or she knows he's had contact with Tyrion again, and in her eyes, Tyrion's kind of like a kind of like ease that finds his way in there with the Jamie and will convert him, and he's the only other person that could possibly garner Jamie's loyalty besides her. So she's being extra proactive about it. I, I'm not against that idea. I it's that I think that would be an interesting take on on the situation, and it would make a lot of sense to. I, the people that are believing that you, Joe, believes that I know a lot of people do. It's it makes a lot of sense. It's not something that I first occurred to me, but it it definitely definitely makes a shit ton of sense. Phil, they talk about the prophecy. Phil, don't think Arya's dating material. She's a serial killer. Poor <laughs> Gedry. Uh, I completely agree, Phil. I really wish they had have done the normal ten episodes for the next few seasons. HBO wanted them around for as long as possible, so I blame D and D. So do most people. Uh, Tom says, Phil, have you just got home from a wedding trying to seduce us? I'm specifically trying to seduce you, Tom, because because uh, you're a sexy bastard that's having relations with my issues, bot. But uh. But no, I uh, I went to a like dinner sort of thing before 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 coming here tonight, so I didn't have a chance to change, and it's an excuse for me to be a clean hippie rather than a dirty hippie. And 
Let's go. Fuck D&D. He's trying to get in your pants. Looking extra nice tonight, Phil, says Lady Warrior of House Brady. 666. Gotta love that. Smash that like button. Thank you, everybody that is joining King McKay and I tonight on this live stream. Get to see all of you guys. Let's take the other half of this question, the last part. Everything, you know, everything comes together. And Gilly has some kind of, like, photographic memory. And she actually knows stuff from Crafter, stuff she's read. And she puts it together, how to defeat the Night Canyon, a pretty awesome arc for Dilly, who her and her sisters were a victim of Crafter, who had a past of the White Walkers. And then now she becomes instrumental in delivering information Brand needs because she knows all the stories of the Wildlings and in one-on-one conversations, hmm. you know, with Crafter and stuff. So food for thought. But all right, y'all have a good one. Hope to hear you all discuss it. No, I definitely like like a lot of that, and this connects to another question that someone else texted us. Do we think that the scrolls that Gilly saw, do we think that will come back from Gilly's perspective, come back from through Sam with an aha moment and realize what she's talking about? What do you think about the reveal of that situation through Gilly, and will any more come of that? Well, I know at least one person that would hate for Gilly to get more and more screen time. <laughs> so he was saying that he, he was saying that he thought it, about yeah. I know he said something about uh, how he thought it was a fun troll of them to him personally <laughs> that a big fuck you to reveal that information through Gilly and he's like oh you, you're reviewing my leaks I'm gonna put more Gilly in next season <laughs> but so do you think it's going to come back that 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 do you think that Sam and Gilly brought those scrolls with them that have that kind of information i definitely feel like it won't be a sam reveal like because it, it just just feels like that's not something that sam will tell john i think gilly will just be kind of like in the background and someone will pick up on like Tyrion, who knows the like knowledge and will understand what she doesn't understand and it will be like her just kind of reading it out or talking to someone and then it'll just slip out and then someone will be like oh shit that's huge and she doesn't even know it and it could That'd also be cool way. It also could be Bran, too, after he initially does that and goes, hey, wait, when they show up at Winterfell, hey, you know about Jon's parentage, too. Come here, come here. Come, come sit with me and, uh, and, and try not to be emotional at all. So we have another part of this question also from, from, uh, do, 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 from Michael from Tennessee. So Robert's grandmother was a target. Okay, uh, the other half. We want to know... How the show could blow my mind. The Star kids decide that Littlefinger has to die. Sansa commands Arya to do it, but just as he is sneaking up to him, he just out of nowhere slashes her throat and then forcibly marries Sansa and declares himself king of the Andals and first men, effectively controlling everything from Harrenhal to the wall. How shocking and jaw-dropping would that be? Like the red wedding level, but sadly, Baelish isn't the character he used to be and won't happen, but one can imagine from Michael from Tennessee. What are your thoughts just in general uh, and based on that question on Littlefinger this season, is there any way that his his outcome isn't death at the end of this season from the stupidity that he's causing? No, no, he, he no, has no. to die <laughs> this season. This just no, no. Like maybe book Littlefinger will do something amazing, but show Littlefinger is like he's definitely coming to the end of his arc. Like he, he has to die, and I think it needs to be done by a start. A lot of people are looking for Arya because they will love Arya, but I feel like with Sansa would be a lot cooler. Because it's, 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 he's always been more a part of a her storyline. Yeah, and especially... So I'd like to see some other development. I, I w- I, especially if she found out what was going on. It would be a big... I What I'm hoping for, because I am big on the fuck Sansa train, 
in more ways than one. But no, I'm big on the fuck Sansa train. And but in this situation, and Timo hates me for this, but in this situation, I do think Arya is acting a little nutty. But I think they're both wrong, and they're both having issues, and they both are acting like assholes in their own way. I think ultimately, I'm hoping that this is the final straw straw that shows that 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 is challenging her loyalty, and she finally pushes everything else to the back and anything anything against House Stark and she's finally like truly embraces being a part of House Stark and being being uh under John and being everything but unfortunately I don't think that's the way it's going to go. I think we're going to get more indecision by her and personally I think it's going to be Arya acting in Sansa going, "Oh no, blah blah blah." That's how I see it going rather than Sansa making a decision, but I hope you're right, and I hope that she actually grows some, like, and I know some people can say, oh, look what she did with Ramsey, but Joe had a good response to that in our podcast last week. Well, did she even let those dogs out? <laughs> what did she actually do? <laughs> so so I would love to see some character growth on her side. I'm, I fear that we aren't actually going to see it, though, um, but I hope, I hope you're right. Sorry, sorry, Timo. I hope you're right. So uh, let's go... Uh, Hey, Dirty T. Girl, Timo's girl. Don't be careful, Timo. I know. It never occurred to anyone to sit down and talk about this, Leanna. Hey, hey, Dad, I don't dig Robert, so I'm running off with Rhaegar to conceive the future world savior. <laughs> oh, I think I saw Nymeria in the live chat, too. Great to see you, Nymeria. Great to see everyone in the live motherfucking chat. Hey, hello to everybody. Sansa is an amazing woman with leadership skills, loving, caring, organized. <laughs> he tried to say. Organized. Organized and multi-talented. Loves and poops says iron throat i if they had a plan i bet it wasn't sansa's idea she's too dumb and scared for that timo unfortunately i agree with you a hundred percent i hope for more from her though and i hope that uh i hope that king has i hope king is prophetic here and that it is sansa that does something so this is from area code 201 uh, so Gilly in annulment married, blah, blah, blah. So uh, we already talked about this. Gilly finds out that there is an annulment. I didn't know that there were annulments in Westeros, question mark, question mark, question mark. So there are annulments in Westeros? Is, that, is this a norm? Were there, do you know of any other annulments in the history of Westeros in the books or anything like that? Is that a thing that I don't know about? I can't remember any. And I know that in real life, it's, it's like super, super rare. So like it's really surprising to happen though everything around Rhaegar's and Lyanna's relationship is super super rare so it's not like it would be out of the park for that storyline yep no uh, and, I, and I agree I think I think it's a, it's an all right twist in the situation it doesn't bother me too much did Stan steal the book I think so could the show have done a better reveal of that information do you think do you think all jokes aside do you think that was the best reveal of that information I actually really liked that way that reveal it was it was just so like it was there and everyone was just so frustrated sam wasn't wasn't picking up on it and he was just going on on his rant and i, I thought it was actually a quite comedic way of just revealing that and not having everything just come through brand because if every information throughout this series just came through brand it'd kind of be like a cop-out i like it to come through something else as well dude i feel the same way i like i like it because it wasn't heavy-handed it not everything can come from brand sometimes it's good to have stuff in the background like that Excuse me, and I thought it was kind of a funny scene because I really liked the performance of the actor of Sam in that scene, the way he was just shouting and doing that. And we all been in that situation where you're so angry about something, you can't see what's sitting right the fuck in front of your face. It's ridiculous. And uh, let's continue. This person left a bunch of little comments here. Uh, did T 
Okay, I want to get into this. We have a lot of questions about this, and King McKay just did a really good video about this as well. Make sure you check it out. Uh, is Tyrion going to betray Danny? video? Uh, so did Tyrion suggest this plan just to stop Danny from attacking Cersei and Jaime? Ultimately, did, did he pick up and say, hey, I'm going to, we should listen to this Jon Snow plan and, uh, and go try to fight a White Walker the way he took over that at the, at the, because he's, whether it's subconsciously or, or consciously trying to protect his family. And I know you did a, you did a video a lot on this subject on whether Tyrion's going to backstab Daenerys, but just in general, do you think that he's trying to protect his family? It definitely has to be subconscious. I don't think he's actively knowing he's doing this. But the people around him are picking up on it quite obviously, especially Daenerys, because it's it's, it's really there. Like he loves his brother. It's not for Cersei at all. It's, it's definitely for Jamie, if yeah. you think. Yeah. And I feel like if he, he feels like he, if he delays this long enough, he can make them realize that they're going to lose and then they'll come over. I don't think that's going to happen. I think Cersei's going to fight to the bitter end and bring down Jamie with her. But I think that's what Tyrion hopes is going to happen. So he's just... He's just constantly trying to delay things and make things go slowly. Now, Nymeria adds, I think, and someone was asking, and this is a different part of this question, do you think Tyrion believes in the threat in the North now? Yes. I, I think he believed it before Daenerys, mainly because of his relationship with Jorah Mormont. And, like, that was really significant for him, especially in the books. And, like, we saw him in the show as well. He got along with him really well. And when he heard that letter from King's Landing, He's been doing everything he could to help out the Night's Watch ever since. So he's always been kind of on that side and willing to be open-minded. So it wasn't a huge shock to him when um, you know, John came across and he was like, yo, we got a huge problem. Yeah. And Nymeria was saying, I think originally, yes, that he might have been doing it for his family. But I think right now he might fully believe in the White Walkers as well. And he also knows John, like you were saying, he knows John not to be a guy that's going to just bullshit in everything. And ultimately what he's seen with dragons and everything has opened up his mind up and made him less of a skeptic. Peter Griffin says, hello, King McKay. Hannibal says she would have lost her head. Uh, for, oh, sorry. Jumping in, uh, jumping in mid discussions, jumping in mid discussions. Uh, so here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Let's go to our Jamie said that. Okay, here we go. Other part of the question. Jamie said the scorpion did not work. Uh, is that, are we going to see more of the scorpion? Do they really just make one? It did work. They just need to hit the dragon again. So Jamie <laughs> said in the scene to Cersei, the scorpion didn't work. We can't fight these fucking dragons. Will we see another scorpion again before the end of season eight of Game of Thrones? I have a theory about this, and I won't discuss it here because it's definitely spoiler territory. And so, so like, I definitely think they're going to introduce it back in. And it's, it has to be one of those things where... And Cersei always backfires when she does when she has plans. And I feel like they need to make the Scorpion another backfire of Cersei's plan. This to be something that she wants to use it to destroy Danny and stuff like that, and end up actually helping them a lot more. The like this concept of the, the Scorpion. And they definitely, I think they will have to build more because you know, Cersei's not done with this war. Even if she does consent to like an armistice, she's going to be constantly trying to work to kill Danny, and she's definitely going to have to build more. Yep, and we did see it work. Yeah, hundred percent. Like it, it like took out a dragon out of the sky with a shoulder wing. I just want to do it if it got them down the throat or on the eye. Yeah, or you got some triangulation of crossfire or some shit like that. I mean, if you, there are ways to make that work better. If you, if if uh, if 
if you could build more than one and actually I've heard people talk about lining around the walls of King's Landing with them, something like that. With one mm. with a lucky guy, one guy with two shots was able to hit one. If you have a couple people that are actually archers and actually know what they're doing or did some training with the freaking thing and stuff, you could really stop one of those things. If they just abandon that, I'll be very I'll be very upset that they introduced it for like literally no reason whatsoever. So, it is about this time in the show. Let's get to it. It is it's Simo's Rhythm of the Night. It's Simo's Rhythm of the Night. Fuck Sansa. Fuck Sansa. Fuck Sansa. Fuck Sansa. It's Simo's Rhythm of the Night. 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 It's Okay, so the, let's go to Timo's questions and, uh, and rants of the evening. Now, Timo's first question is, Davos referred to not being a fighter a lot in this episode. I think around four times. Do you think that that could be foreshadowing that he might become an invaluable fighter or maybe go out saving someone? I do think it's very interesting that they he's been extra mentioning that a few times. I don't know if it's that this season seems to be a lot about callbacks to different things that happened in other seasons. So it's sort of him calling back to that moment last season a couple of times of being like, oh, I'm not a big fighter. And that was like a big line from last year in the previews or whatever. And I don't know if it's if it's a bulletin board T-shirt material or if it's actually foreshadowing to something. I would guess more the former rather than the latter, that it's more t-shirt material rather than hinting at something, but, because that seems to be the the mainstay right now, it's more about catch, you know, get the catchphrase, get the cool thing that's go out there, but I, I hope I'm wrong on this one. Uh, what do you think, King? Like, the show always repeats tons and tons of stuff, and like, not all of them can turn out to be like amazing foreshadowing, so like, the show definitely loves their catchphrases. So I don't think, I, I think this one of the easy way to explain to the audience why Devils is not going up north, because he would be like a go-to, like, oh, he's part of that crew. He always goes over to John. They needed a way to quickly show the audience, oh, he's not going up there because he can't fight. There's no point in going up there. Yeah. Uh, so this, I, no, I was just going to say, well, fucking super. Well, well said. Perfect. Perfect. Awesome. Awesome. Uh, and question two, did the Night King's touch of Bran make a connection so he can push Bran out of the warg state or interfere with his green seeing? I just think the Night King has powers we don't quite understand and just sort of checkmated him there or just sort just knew how to knew how to kind of push him out has the whammy bar to the three-eyed raven power or something like that uh, i i can't quite explain it his sith power is stronger than brand's jedi power i don't know what do, what do you think about that king do you think do you think he it was because of the connection he made or do you think it's maybe that he just has he's more powerful well the first time before he made the connection he could see brand so he you definitely know it's outside of the connection that he can see people that when they're walking around him Yep. So, uh, and I definitely feel like the White Walkers, we just don't know anything about them, like significant amounts yet. And they're going to have to find out more about the limits of his powers and what he does before they're going to be able to beat him. So I feel like that entire plot with um, Bran will be like covered more because they're just teasing at the moment. Yeah. They're like, I... oh, he can do this, he can do this. But it has to be, I think it's going to be something more significant later on. 
I, I agree. It's it's and I don't think it's going to go all big trouble in Little China with like the two warriors battling in the psychic state and shit like that. But I do think that's going to be something that proceeds. We're going to learn more about the powers and all of that. Oh, I for, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, everybody. Uh, so I'm no big city lawyer, but I'm no fighter. I don't want to go off into the snow. I want to go find Masande and have sex with her. I'm Davos. I'm no big city lawyer. I eat some. What is that stuff he eats to get a hard on? What was the shit that he was selling at the the uh, the fish? Crab something. Yeah, crab something. Whatever the fuck that was. I'm no big city lawyer, but crab shit really helps you get a hard on. You want some gold? Come on, come on, kids. I, I love da Davos. Has had a really good bat. It's the actor that plays Davos has just continuously got more and more stuff to do as as the series goes on. And I'm, just, I'm glad that he's stuck around and found his way. He's a survivor and he fits his kind of his chemistry kind of fits with a lot of different characters. So he's uh, he's 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 been one of the high points for this season for me, even in his bit and bits and pieces of times, his uh, his. Is I'm no big sinner at all. I just enjoy that shit so fucking much. I was a little bit worried about um, Davos when we first saw him, like in the John storyline, because he didn't really have a reason to be backing John apart from because Stannis had died, yep. just kind of in that scenario. But he's really turned it around. I really like, really liked his arc with John so far. I think he's definitely fits fits there now. I, feel, I, really, I like that quite a lot. And uh, fermented crabs, yes, fermented crabs. Oh, I, fermented. Uh, Patrick O'Neill says, "I want." Hannibal says, "I want his beard." Can we vape in Westeros? Of course you can. Give me some frag fermented crabs and poke that like button right now. Thank you, B. Leon. I appreciate that. A survivor like hot pie, exactly like hot pie uh, analysis. So now let's get to Timo's rants. Another Danny defense that goes around while Tyrion burned people because you've got to put down the other characters in order to justify the wrongs of your favorite one, right? Happens with Sansa fans all the time. Just wanted to remind... <laughs> just want to remind those... <laughs> I love you, Timo, so fucking much, Timo. I cannot, I cannot express in words how much I love Timo as a, a, a perspective. Tyrion has never enjoyed killing or even watching death. Blackwater, he looked distressed. Marine masters had to run away. Of course, he would be against the burning alive of unarmed men. Work on the next excuse, Danny fans. She's still a hypocrite. Hashtag Joe is still wrong. <laughs> Any comment on that, uh, uh, King? I think uh, it was really shocking when uh, she, he, she burned those people alive. And, I, and like it's indefensible that there was like a somewhat of a parallel to the Mad King burning people alive you know, in their armor and stuff. And especially when we got a description from Barris talking about what he was thinking through those stages. So he made the connection as well. So like, it's definitely the dark side of science we would want her to move away from. And I think Tyrion's totally in the right there. And she needs to take more of his advice, even if it doesn't seem like it's working currently. Yeah, she's got to understand perspective. And why is, the, it's almost like she's burning people at the wrong time. It's just inept inept leadership going on there. She should have just burned some people at King's Landing and taken over and killed Cersei and been done with it. You know, been done with it. And then you could just resolve peace. This is all happening because of a lack of action and decisive decisions. People can blame Tyrion all they want about offering a perspective to her, about a plan to do, but ultimately we know what we know about Daenerys, and I like this about her, she will do what she fucking wants to do. And she'll make the final call. 
So ultimately, it's her decision. So it's on her to decide not to attack because she wants it both ways. She wants to be loved and Misa, 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 all that shit. And she gets off on fucking burning people. And I don't mean even in a mad queen way, similar to what Danny Dave said in their little thing afterwards. She's not crazy. She's calm and calculating with what she's doing. Okay, so just because someone's calm and calculating doing fucking atrocities doesn't mean they're not crazy. It just means they enjoy things. Is she saner than someone like Cersei if we're doing like batshit crazy uh, scale? She has more potential batshit crazy. You know when you get a character that has like high enough uh, batshit crazy rating? It's a higher batch of crazy. Cersei has natural batch of crazy, but she doesn't have dragons and she doesn't have doesn't have a lot of things. Would I rather Daenerys in leadership than Cersei? Of course I would. Of course I would. I think Daenerys has the capability of good. I just think somewhere deep inside her, she enjoys watching people burn. And and that's going to be plaguing her. And I think being close to Jon, being close to Tyrion, I agree with Tyrion, Tyrion and Varys in that scene. With the right leadership, She's more open than other people. And I agree, she's not crazy. It's too, an oversimplification to call her mad queen. You know, mad queen, crazy, blah, blah, blah. She's not crazy. She's just, it's hard. She's a little bit of, uh, what? You, you ever see the movie, uh, uh, what's the movie, Backdraft? Donald Sutherland's character in Backdraft, if anyone's ever seen that, where he's just like in love with fire. Whatever that expression is, when someone has a uh, obsession I with- Yes, exactly. She she has that she has that kind of obsession and she also has a little bit of an egocentric me complex. But it's all rational. It's not because she's losing her mind. I feel like that's where I where where maybe the separation of what I'm trying to say doesn't quite get it. I don't think she's losing her mind like, "Oh my god, I don't know what I'm doing." I think she's consciously making poor decisions and consciously enjoys burning people. So that's py yeah pyromaniac yeah and what uh what uh yes thank thank you uh thank you king and everybody else yes yeah, i'm really surprised she uh she's she lasted so long of not being aggressive like comparing that to cersei who is like the real definition of crazy every inch oh. of power she got she used to full crazy thing yeah and he's had three dragons and a huge army it's just been sitting on dragonstone if cersei had that millions dead instantly like She's, she's really done well with like with the very first couple seasons. It's only just now we're just seeing that she's kind of reached to a boiling point. Now, Cersei is, if Cersei had the dragons, it's not just that people burn. She trains the dragons to burn at a low temperature so people will stay alive <laughs> long enough to be tortured. Cersei is batshit crazy, like you just said. She's the definition of a psycho mad queen. That's a more apt description of her rather than Daenerys, for real. But... That doesn't mean, just because they're paranoid does not, just because you're paranoid doesn't mean they're not after you. And it's, and just because Cersei happens to have some, and this goes to what, uh, in the first part of Timo's rant here, why you have to break down someone else. Just because Cersei's batch is great, that has nothing to do with the fact that Daenerys is a pyromaniac and enjoys burning people and likes the smell of whatever and gets off in the power trip and is obsessed with things that she maybe shouldn't necessarily be focused on. And that is, both things are true. Just like, and that's the great thing about Game of Thrones. There's nothing black and white in it except for the house of black and white there's everything is sorry that's horrible everything everything is somewhat gray in this world there's no true bad guys except for 
except for fucking, <laughs> except for uh, uh, Marin or Marin Trent, like what they do in the show to someone like Marin Trent or something, where they're like, oh, let's watch him molest girls because everything else wasn't bad enough. So it's really even more rewarding when we see Arya, Arya kill him. So uh, let's go into the live chat for a second. I hope Danny dies so I can watch all the Danny fanatics go fucking crazy and go nuts. And uh, I, I hope I see that too. And to, be, to every, anybody that might be, I think I see one person that's still, still on hold. The telephone calls, we will get to the telephone calls at the end of the show. We're going to get through. We don't have too many voicemails or messages tonight because something else came up. In between the end of episode five and that, wonder what? I don't know what it was, King McKay. I don't know. Some, something up. Something else just fucking appeared. But uh, so uh, this isn't much. Uh, more, not so many people have so many questions. So we're gonna get to the questions and then we're gonna go to the phone lines for a little bit. Uh, let's let's uh, I'll pick up the pace a little bit here. Rant number two. And oh my God, guys, stop asking for Ghost. Do you want him to go beyond the wall where death is certain? We want we wanted summer. Dead. We wanted Rickon. Dead. We wanted Shaggy Dog. Dead. We wanted Osha. Dead. We wanted. We wanted dead. We wanted Gendry. He's gonna probably die in the next episode. We wanted Nymeria. We got her alive. But people complain about fan service. Stop asking for fan service. Then complain about it when they immediately take it away. Ghost is frolicking in the snow, making little hideaway bunkers for he and Nymeria to wait out the long night while making puppies. Deal with it. Let the dragons have their limelight so they can start dying off. The fucking end. Amen, Timo. Great, great stuff. I'm going to let that stand on its own there. Uh, hey, Phil, it's Leslie from Chicago. Would it be awesome if Bran tells Cersei in person that she would only have three children, gold with their crowns and gold with their shrouds? That would make Cersei lose her shit, and Cersei, uh, and then Susie, Cersei loses her baby. Mic drop, I'm too cruel. Ho holy shit, what the fuck? What the what fuck? What is that? What the fuck? No, I'm sorry. I looked at. I yeah. Okay, you're looking at the live chat too. Yeah. Holy yeah. shit. Holy shit. Did I, I just? You with two lines? Did we just get ten thousand dollars? Did we get a ten thousand dollar donation? Holy shit. <laughs> Holy shit. I can retire. I can actually do this full time now. King McKay. It happened. Fuck. <laughs> fuck you guys. I'm out of here. Screw you guys. I'm going to. I'm going to Jamaica to smoke some weed. Oh, I mean sandwich. Eat a sandwich. Um. <laughs> no, thank you so much. Thank you so much for the donation, Amanda. Uh, that is uh, that is uh, fucking incredible. And super chat. Oh, we got Phil Drink for the last super chat donation earlier. Mm -hmm. Let's do that, and let me spin the wheel really quick on that one. So and. And uh, to continue on this question, uh, this is from Leslie. And fuck Jamie for continuing to drink the Cersei Kool-Aid. Bitch, that kid is going to die. That witch only promised three children, and that's all. She's not getting the buy three, get one free special. <laughs> Hashtag hail Danny. Oh, my fucking God. Great, great fucking comments. And some of these are just comments we're going to kind of go through here. And uh, hey, everyone, my name is Gildan from Seattle. I have two things. I want to say first, why is there so much hate from the Game of Thrones community for Danny? It's because she is a woman in power, not physically killing people on her own. Don't get me wrong, although she's my favorite character, I get upset with her sometimes for the choices she makes, but it feels like people hate her as much as Cersei. My other question is, what was the look that Danny gave Jon when he was petting the Dro Drogon and telling him he was leaving uh, Dragonstone? Okay, petting Drogon in Dragonstone, it's I want to fuck you. It's it. She was yeah, giving him yeah, my yeah. Simple. She, she just wants dick. Simple. Yeah. Exactly. She wants. She wants. She wants his. Uh. She wants his. Dra his. Uh. Wolf dick. She wants the wolf dick. Mm -hmm. The dragon eggs need the wolf dick. It needs to happen. Uh. Don't get me wrong, Lotion. And for the Danny thing, 
Why do you think people are so hard on Danny King McKay? That's an easy question, right? <laughs> Let me give you the easy one. Why are people so hard on Danny? He has everything. Like, you can't go wrong. Like, what are you going to do? Like, she's got, she's got dragons, she's got armies, she's been the main character forever. Everyone just loves to hate the person in power. Because she's, she's got everything. <laughs> I, I agree. She she has dragon. She has power. She has beauty. She got to have sex with with Khal Drogo. I mean, like whatever. Like so many so many things. Fuck fuck Danny. But I think part of my frustration from Danny comes from her storyline and how much it it just just like just kind of went in circles there for a while. And my frustration with it. And I don't necessarily when I say the th excuse me when I say the things like I think she enjoys burning people. All this. I'm not saying that this is going to sound crazy here because then you're like, oh, okay, you're fucked in the head. Yes, I want unlimited power. Just because she wants to burn people. I'm not saying I don't like her. I, I mean, I, I think I understand her perspective and I see the conflict that she's facing and having to deal with when she burns people, she wins. It's one of those things that it, she's taught herself a bad habit, essentially, too, where every time she's up against it, her big thing is the fire. I go to the fire. I'm going to walk out the fire, get the Dothraki. I'm going to burn the slave lords, take the Unsullied. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. It's all with the fire, the Drakaris, the blah, 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 blah. She's she it's a crux she leans on and she should lean on it. She has fucking dragons. Of course she's gonna lean on it. And but I'm not that doesn't mean I don't like Danny. Just I I just think it's a fact that she's a little, you know, gets a little too into the burning. <laughs> it's not a bad thing. So uh so uh is Cersei Lannister has a boy, he must be named Dickon, just Dickon, just <laughs> just so the song lives on forever. And I would uh, I would I would have to agree with that. It has to live on forever. Dickon, Dickon, Dickon. Now Sean from LA says, uh Daenerys was I fucking Jon Snow. Yep, absolutely, Sean. And uh but if you had a screen to see what was going on through Jon's head. Would it have been battle formations, military tactics against the dead? Was John's cock not resurrected with the rest of his body? King, is John as into Danny as Danny is into him? <laughs> I think yes, but like there's just so much there. He doesn't he doesn't want to try, even though he he really does want to try. <laughs> he he definitely wants to go for it. He just feels like there's too much on his plate, and if there's less on his plate, I think he'll make a move. Like he he he'll. he'll He'll go in there. Get that ass. Yeah, I, I think when he gets the opportunity to, he'll 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 take advantage of the situation. Jon Snow knows everything. So for Robert's grandmother was, oh, we already did this. Okay, we already asked this question. This is from Cinnamon Bun, just kind of a comment. The episode was an homage, an homage to the role-playing games. It was pretty much a building a party, fight zombies. We got a noble knight, Snow. Uh, we got a scout hammer guy, son of Baratheon, the wizard, Lord of Light. Uh, we got the beastly giant dude, the hound, the barbarians, the wildlings, the fool, Sir Davos. It's fucking hilarious. <laughs> so, and there was, all, there was tons of great pictures with the Warcraft sort of stuff going on with the team as yeah, they went out. I saw, I saw a lot of those. Yeah, those I are play fun. a lot of D&D, so I like that quite a lot. Yeah, I like that stuff too. And Joe and I have went through... Uh, went through our Warcraft period too. So uh, definitely could relate to that shit. And, uh, and I don't personally, I played in like played, played more in right after high school that period of time, but all my friends, like, like I'd say 
pretty much mo- most of my friends, like 90% of my friends, get together for weekly D&D games. And a friend of mine writes, uh, writes like D&D-style books. He works for a company called Bedrock Games. So giving Brendan a shout-out for Bedrock Games. For anyone into D&D kind of games, he's, uh, he, they make it some amazing uh, tabletop stuff. So, hey, Sue from DC, love your show, love King, and love King McKay. Excited to have him on your cast. My question is, did Danny do the right thing burning Dick on? Oh, we kind of already talked about this. I know Randall was asking for it, with the, but uh, he should, yeah, same question. But, uh, but thank you for loving King McKay. So I don't know about anyone, but can they make Danny and John stuff more obvious? Is there any way they won't? Because I may lose my lunch. Becky in New Orleans. Is, we, we said this a couple times and one last time, King. Is there any way, any way we, John and Danny don't bone this season? Johnny, uh, John dies. That, <laughs> that's, that's, that's the only way. If John dies. I agree. That's probably the only chance. If, if they spend no more time together, it might not happen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's it a couple more questions in the text and then we're going to go to the voicemail the last voicemails and then to your phone calls and then uh and then sort of start to wrap things up pretty not not pretty soon but in a few here so i don't know about anyone but can they make oh no i already said that one uh, is she really pregnant we already talked about this did davos go beyond the wall asks area code uh, 308 uh, no, Davos did not go beyond the wall. Remember, uh, he had he was he said several times, "I'm not going. I can't fight." So my let, decision. Yeah, it's my decision. I can't fight. It's my decision. So let's go back to. Uh, do we have any more text? No, we don't have any more text. Let's go to a couple more voice messages that we have. Uh, let's go to. Uh, this is a message from Raven. Hey guys, it's Raven. Hey Phil, Kate, Joe. I'm going to give you a call early in the morning for me, but I'm going to get to recap show it. I get to um, love the show. Everything's going great. It's doing great. So I had a few points and a question, you know. Uh, I thought it was pretty awesome how um, Gendry and John and, uh, John are bonding over their fathers, when in reality, Gendry's father killed John's father. It's a little <laughs> messed up, but I like that, which is pretty cool. Um, the other thing, too, is in the preview trailer, it looks like it's getting cold at Dragonstone, or there's a sense of dread. And I wonder if it's going to motivate Daenerys to go north and help Jon, or is Bran going to send a letter or Raven to their help because he sees Jon, he sees Jon needs help. This is pretty interesting. Um, I think by Sam giving the baby the book that Gilly was reading, the book is going to come with them on the trip to Winterfell. That's yep. pretty cool. So that could be discovered later. And uh, the last thing, if you have a second, is I think it's pretty cool how. John bought him with the dragon, and at the end there, when the mom, you know, when Danny was coming off the dragon, Drogon looked at her like, can we keep him, mom? <laughs> <laughs> you know, he's pretty cool. But yeah, but all right, y'all have a great one. I'll catch y'all later. Great call. And I would also add that Drogon kind of gives him the uh, the cat w- wink, too, and he, when he uh, bats his eyelashes at him. It's called a cat kiss. Mm. When a cat looks at you and blinks, it means it's kissing you, kind of. And uh, and Drogon kind of gives him. Wouldn't it be awesome, King, if if Drogon says, fuck you, Danny, and grabs John and goes, he goes, you you go, you go ride the other one. You go ride uh, Viserion or fucking or Ragon. Get the fuck out of here. It reminded me of, like, how you go to, like, a, someone's house and, like, a cat that's always like hostile approves of you only <laughs> that special feeling it's like oh it doesn't normally cuddle up with anyone but that was drogon with john and it, it would be really cool to see this swoop in take a dragon fly off my now 
<laughs> it's true. Yeah, that would be amazing. That would be, I, I want to see those two bond more. Where Drogon's like, no, he's mine. I, I, exactly. We're keeping him, and that's it. So let's go over. I was going to play this gentleman's voice messages, but instead, let's go to the calls. Let's take a couple calls here. We have, uh, we have a couple of voice messages from two people that are on hold, so let's just take them live instead. And uh, please, callers, if you have seen the spoilers, please, or spoilers, seen the leaked episode, please be cool about it. Uh, as we put you guys on the air, no, no, none of that shit. None of that shit. And uh, let's let's take Jay's call. He's been on hold for a little while here. So, uh, Jay, welcome to the show. What's going on, buddy? I'd like to comment on three things. Do it. Take, uh, a, take over okay. to us. All right. The Tyrion thing. All right. Here's what happened with Tyrion. Remember uh, the first four seasons? Every single plan that Tyrion put in action worked. Remember, he was, like, the genius that, like, he, like yeah, he got into trouble, but it was never because, like, his plans didn't work out. It was because people were, like, behind the scenes plotting, behind, like, you know, you know, like, making moves from, like, three different people away, like, uh, Dalek and stuff like that when he went to the area or when he got captured and it was taken to the area or whatever. But, like, pretty much all of his plans pretty much worked. So what the writers came up with is, if Tyrion's plans keep working like they did when Danny uh, takes over, then this, then this whole thing would have been done in like four episodes because every single plan that Tyrion had would have worked. It would have been done, and, and like they would have conquered everything, and, and there would be no story to go with. So that's why Tyrion's plans aren't working, not because he's like betray, uh, betraying Danny. Uh, what, was the, what was the other two things I wanted to comment on? Um, it was, uh, oh, the, uh, the, uh, the people that uh, weren't beyond the wall, I pretty much think they have, like, besides two of them, I pretty much think the rest of them have plot armor protecting them for the rest of the show, <laughs> and I don't think we're in the show part where, like, people like Ned Stark and, like, other main characters die, like, we're, we're past that point because of the fact that we have so little of a show left, so, and because, like, I don't know, certain characters are just protected by what the story wants to do with them mm -hmm. and what the fans want the story to do with them. So, like, you know, I'm pretty sure that everyone, maybe except Tormont, is safe. And, and, uh, and I think the guy, the, like, the wizard guy and the guy that's been brought back to life, like, seven or eight times or whatever, how many, Barrick, is, is going to die for the last time. Hello. Hi. Hey. Yeah. Barrick Barrick and Thor's good. Good stuff, Jay. Awesome call. Yeah. I had wait. I had one more thing. Yep. One uh, more. One oh, more. the the uh, the the uh, Sansa and Arya uh, the Arya thing. Sansa and uh, Sansa and uh, Arya like maybe both right about certain things, but I think it's more part prudent for Sansa to listen to Arya because Sansa didn't go off and become a trained natural killer and. If if uh, if Arya gets pissed off enough, she could add Sansa to the list. <laughs> love, love it, Jay. Awesome stuff as always, buddy. Good to talk to you. So that that is our good buddy Jay. Now, uh, King McKay, we didn't really get a chance to talk about this in some of the questions, but where do you side? Uh, and I think I was babbling during when, when it did come up. Where do you side between the Arya and Sansa situation? My entire channel, I've always been like pretty critical of Sansa. I did like that video about Sansa portraying John that yep. got like ten thousand dislikes. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I, I, I've been pretty like Sansa haters 
they can find a home on my channel. But in this particular uh, moment, I think Arya is really just just in the wrong dude, area. Dude, she's like an assassin. She's been on like the little like with all the like small focus stuff for ages. She she shouldn't be giving political advice. Like she could be wary, but like, I feel like she's in the wrong in this area. It hurts me to say it, and and because I am so with you. Ultimately, I think Sansa's made a lot of really stupid mistakes, but I think in this situation, Arya is out of her el. Dude, you're out of your element. You, or even if you're right, or you may be right, but you're kind of being an asshole about the situation mm -hmm. when it really comes down to it. I think Sansa knows how to walk this walk. And with these people that they're dealing with in the North, Sansa just understands the game more. And I think Arya, because of everything she's faced and because of the way their relationship ended off, has a trouble comprehending probably everything that Sansa's been through and what and like how much she does even though she doesn't always do the right thing and she fucks up. Like, I think that's why I think Sansa needs to do something big to prove to Arya that she's really cares about the family, so to speak. And, uh, and I just wonder if that's even possible or if Arya is just too far, far gone. And again, it's two things. Sansa can be fucking wrong and have, and have all sorts of issues, but Arya is, is sort of out of her element in this situation and you can't just go kill and stabbing people randomly because they disagree mm. with John. You can yell at them, you can be a little bit more angry with them, you can be a little bit more forceful, but in this one situation, I tend to side with Sansa as well. Sorry, Timo. <laughs> Timo, Timo's shading me right now. Dub, welcome <laughs> to the live chat for the very first time. Great to see you. Great to see everyone in the live motherfucking chat. So many of you guys. Arya is better at the game, says SM. It depends what game you're playing. If you're playing the game of making sure you're satisfying a lot of people and keeping people pacified until your king comes back because you need all those men to fight the dead, then Sansa's playing it a little bit better. You can't just go stabbing people. You just can't do that. I'm sorry. You can't. Not in that situation. That's, again, a Joffrey Ramsey thing. In that, in that, that's something you do. That's uh, Anakin Skywalker when he's talking to Padme. I'll make them listen. You know, if they what if they don't listen to you? I'll make them listen, Padme. And uh, preach, Phil. Timo. Oh, Timo's giving me the shame bell. I'm getting the big shame bell. <laughs> <laughs> and and uh, Jade's getting some love. So we're going to take a few more calls, and then we really do appreciate King McKay's time and uh, joining us tonight. And uh, so let's, let's take area code 781. Area code 781, who are you? Where are you calling from? And what's your question? Uh, yeah, it's Hannibal. I'm from Boston or Cambridge or whatever. Dude, what's up, you dude? Dude, hey, Hannibal, what's going on, yeah, dude? Man. Dude, I was just, I was just thinking, right, that uh, Pat when uh, John is, you know, Pat and Drogon. You see the fucking size of that motherfucker's nostrils? <laughs> I think he's on PEDs. I think he's cutting up big lines of fucking dragon glass and snorting them before. You the think he's doing battles. performance enhancing dragon drugs? Up. And he was thanking John. He's like, hey, man, thanks for fucking giving me the supply of fucking this dragon glass, man. That shit fucking is killer. <laughs> That's, <laughs> That's the killer That's shit. That's all I'm going to say, man. No, 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 no. I'm no. fucking around, man. No, right? and if a dragon's been drinking too Those much. Those fucking nostrils are fucking killer. He's like, hey, man. <laughs> you know, so he's on PEDs, dude. He's fucking, he's not fucking around. They, they just got to get Rhaegal and Viserion to fucking start, you know, doing some shit yeah we, we gotta hope that they don't have any that's like, all huh? uh, 
What's up? Oh no, I was gonna say that we gotta hope that we don't get any ro- roid rage with him or something. When uh, when Drogon's too drunk to fly home, he uh, does some dragon glass and he's okay. <laughs> so uh, so let's take two more calls here and then uh, and then call it call it a stream. Then go to the chat a little bit and then we'll call it a stream. Or uh, uh, here's area code nine eight five. Area code nine eight five. Welcome to the show. Hey, it's Phil McCain, it's Raven. How y'all doing? Hey, Raven. How's it going, buddy? Good. I got three quick points, if you don't mind. Do it. The uh, a point earlier talking about how Davos keeps saying that he's a terrible fighter. Well, somebody else has been saying the exact same thing, which is Braun talking about Jamie. So what if at some point Jamie's in a position to try to kill Daenerys again and ends up being a left-handed fight with Braun? With Davos, sorry. <laughs> 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 Jamie versus Davos and a quick little, you know, left-handed duel. I think it'd be pretty funny. So, uh, what, so, so is, one second, uh, one second, Raven. One second. What is, uh, King McKay, who yeah. who wins in a fight, uh, Davos versus a left-handed Jamie? They both roll their knees and just fall on the ground awkwardly. It's just like a not even shaky cam fight. Five minutes, they're solidly awkwardly slapping middle together, trying to pretend like they're fighting, and just both fail miserably. That would be amazing. <laughs> Ravens, <laughs> Ravens. Second point. Uh, second point is, uh, what if the whole point of the Hound going north is to get him ready for clean, clean bowl coming up? He has to see the undead and see the worst of it, so that if he has to fight the mountain, he won't have the shock of the undead because it'll be beaten out of him pretty much. Raven, I'll take you one step further on that one. And if he does somehow manage to come back from this from this death mission here and accompany, mm-hmm. and then him and John somehow bond or whatever because they went through this whole situation and then he's in John's Kingsguard or whatever like that and he ends up in the in uh, wherever they uh, when when uh, John brings the white walker or the the white to Cersei to show he actually gets to see the hound, uh, the mountain standing there and like what the fuck is that and that's oh, how they're going to act that's how they're actually yeah. going to see each other again is in that sort of context and that might be like oh who the fuck is that wait i thought he was dead and then that that's going to lay some seeds for possible kagamo shit going on oh yeah and uh, the third point if you don't mind me saying Dude. Uh, earlier in season 2 i think it was i'm pretty sure miss sunday referred to herself as no one so my question is, is she a faceless assassin? And when she finds out that John's been brought back from the dead, will she try to take his life of the god's death and will Arya stop him, her from doing that? That maybe her whole purpose is to be a faceless person to kill Sunday. And if not, even more tragic, what if at the end of the show, you know, Arya has to kill John Because, you know, he, he died and then came back. So he basically robbed the death, you know, from the faceless god, you know, from death god. <laughs> I think that'd be really screwed up either way. Either Matunde dies or John, you know, by In- her hand, you know. God. Interesting. <laughs> very, very, very interesting. Have a good night, my friend. Great call as always. You too. So it, do you think there's any deeper anything to M- Masande? Or she's just on face value of what uh, what we see? I think she's just face value. Is she, is there yeah, any? The show, definitely. Like, there's more mystery to her in the books. But, like, in the show... I don't, I don't think they're going to really expand on her character more. They've already put too much screen time on her with the Grey Worm whole thing. But so I don't, I don't think, unless they like really ramp up her involvement with Danny in the next like few episodes, I don't think she's going to be a super, super important part of the series. Ooh, Iron Throne. I agree with you. Iron Throne says, uh, ultimate troll, Hound and Mountain in the same place, but Game Bowl never actually happens. Uh, they've... No, they, they wouldn't. They wouldn't. They wouldn't. They, they... Everything that we've seen and, okay, 
and this isn't a bad thing. I personally don't mind quote unquote some fan service things if it works and feels good at the end of the series. That shit has to happen. And if they've given us all this other shit that they've uh, you know the they didn't bring the fucking hound back. They didn't they didn't do that. They didn't bring him into this fight and put him with John to not have him ultimately eventually in opposition against against Cersei to make this happen. The show's given us so many other things where depth where it's I still believe we're going to get that. We're going to get some sort of element of that in some way oh we got mark hunt doing a ten dollar super chat donation do you think davos will send word that john and company need help davos uh thought the bat fought at the battle of the bastards i think he's going to be a last resort in that situation or or somehow i hope they have an out of some sort to help them out and get them out of trouble at, in in any possible scenario and my stream keeps loading i'm typing fast with no fill oh i'm sorry william yeah, they should just air both episodes now and just do it Netflix style at that point. Uh, Brandon, the Aria thing is a waste. Do you think, uh, just to go back on that for a second, do you think do you think we'll get Kogamebol? Or do you think we'll get those two fighting? I, I mean, whatever. Do you think we'll get an, a, an interaction between those two characters? I don't think they wouldn't have brought, like when, when um, we got that talk between uh, the Hound and I think it was Thoros, and he brought up um, with Tormund, and he brought up the fact that he was pushed into the fire. Like they wouldn't bring that up again if they weren't going to bring some kind of conclusion to that arc, like with, with Tormund bringing it up again. I, I agree. I agree with you 100. percent And let's take let's take seven five seven. I think this is Antoine. So uh, let's take Antoine's call right now. What's go What's going on, buddy? Hello, um, Phil. This is Antoine I'm Thomas. I just came back from the protest this evening. And matter of fact, you and I should stand there and try to take that Tywin Lannister um, statue down. That was a joke. <laughs> Fuck Tywin. My question, <laughs> oh, my no. question yep. is... My question is, what happened to Admiral Tully and Rockman Frey? This, like, no one gave an update or show a scene of them. Are they okay? Good, good question. This was you actually left a voicemail. We were going to play on this too. Uh, King, do you? What happened to Edmure Tully and uh, in the phrase? Will we get back into those characters again before the end of the series, or are all those kind of loose ends just going to be held out there for the show? With with, with the phrase dead, there's. I, I think that what Jamie told him would happen is going to happen. I, I don't like. He's gonna. He's just going to live out his life. Yep. With his wife. And he might even like be like in the end somewhere where we see him like becoming the Lord of the Trident again if things conclude in that kind of way, because with with his wife because all the Freys are dead and they're the only ones left to carry on both of his houses, both the Tully and the Frey houses. So that like they may mention it small, but I, I don't think it's gonna be a big, a big thing that's been re being reintroduced. Yeah, especially not in this season. I, I I agree too. It's one of those things that maybe they could have got into if there was more seasons, but. Um, in more episodes, but I don't think so. And last call of the evening, one more time. Let's take. Uh, let's let's see what Jay's final point of the evening is. Jay, what's going on, buddy? Hey, so uh, I just want to say there are ways you can defend John without like going to the extreme of chopping off heads. Yep. And when Arya said the reason you're not defending him is because you do want to take over, she was right about 
that part of it. And I and I also think that um that Arya is more likely to come back down to like being sane and not like trying to chop off everybody's head than Sansa would be to step up and actually do it when needed. Yeah, I I, I mean, uh, I, I, I tend to agree with you, too. I want to believe that Sansa could uh, do something, but I tend to agree with you, Jay. Yeah. Good stuff. Uh, uh, oh, yeah, and uh, one other thing. Um, the bodies at the, um, at the wall, I think they're going to be taken care of by the sword because, remember, one of those swords is a flaming sword. So in order to, like... Not have people come back. They're just gonna use that sword, or or um, or or, or something else. Oh, and one other thing, uh, about Danny burning people, it's kind of not the same as when the Mad King did it because burning people dragon for it takes like three seconds, so it's not like you're torturing them like when Nance got burned or when Jereen got burned. It's like your ashes in like seconds. So to me, it's a little bit different. All right, that was it. Good stuff, good stuff, Jay. I mean, I see what you're saying there, but ultimately to me, it's, you know, six of one, half a dozen of your mother there. You know, uh, she, she, but I do agree with this, uh, that is there really a difference between, there is from a PR standpoint. uh, We're the last Targaryen burned people, so you may want to, may want to not quite. Rebranding. Yeah, you need to kind of rebrand your campaign there and be the Misa, Misa, Misa for a while there. But destroying a house and rumors that, I mean, it just feeds into your enemy's agenda and feeds into people being against you. But that being said, I can see the other side of it. All those people, once she burned them, every person that was a holdout kneeled the fuck down. I mean, why didn't she burn all those people that didn't kneel at first? She just chose to, uh, so she could have burned a lot more people, I guess. She chose to burn two people instead of hundreds of people that didn't burn that didn't uh, kneel the first time. I guess that's progress or something. So uh, or something or, some, or something. <laughs> so let's go. Uh, let's go to the live chat for a few seconds before we call this an evening. Again, huge thank you to King McCain. If you haven't already, definitely check out his channel, and you can find the link to that in the description box below. Hope uh, hope. Hope uh, hope this isn't the only time you join us. Hopefully, we'll have you back again. If this wasn't too horror- horrifying for you, we'll, uh, we'll we'll make sure we try to get you back again next season with feedback shows. And all, and I know you also cover the show Vikings. Timo would hate me if I didn't mm-hmm. mention this. So hopefully, maybe we can uh, get you on during the Vikings season as well for a uh, for a, for a stream. I'll be if you have, for that. That sounds... if you have some times. Like we're we're only few people out here doing vikings which i want more people to get into vikings because there's not many content creators it's an interesting time to not to go too far down on that and uh we'll take a couple more comments in the live chat but uh it's it's going to be uh an interesting season it's obviously a transitional season on vikings and i'm very curious to see if all these new players and the players that we still have can carry the show uh uh with uh, the departure of the main actor so it's good it's going to be uh it's going to be an interesting time on vikings so, uh, so the human heart, let's go into the live chat. Any questions in the live chat? Now is the time. Otherwise, holy shit, Timo with a $10 donation. So can King McKay come back for some Viking streams? I just did it, Timo. I just did it. I just did it. And we did a spin for everyone drinks for Timo. Yeah, perfect timing, Timo. You and you and me. I knew. I I knew. Uh, you t- you told me to make sure. Oh, we also have a $5 donation from Voltron. Would it be cool if 
Cersei has a stillborn and then brings the baby back, much like the mom did. <laughs> Will she? If if that happened, would she give it to uh, Kyburn for uh, for for uh, for uh, for experiments? Probably. Fucking probably. <laughs> oh, gross. Um. Yeah, I hope Danny doesn't get carried away with burning it, people. House Tarly was an established house. Had to take a sandwich break. Nice Voltron. Thank you so much to everyone in the live chat. You guys have been amazing. And all the people that got our questions and comments in as we start to wrap things up here. Seeing if we get a, any more any quick questions in the in the live chat before we call the stream. Hello from Australia. Welcome. Welcome, Australia. You're in uh you're in the same hemisphere as uh King McKay. And uh let's kind of Bitcoin Australia, because I'm I'm gonna Bitcoin Australia. <laughs> Cersei's baby is going to be the Valonqar. Phil, do The Last Kingdom too. Do you watch The Last Kingdom? Should I be yes, watching uh, that? I, absolutely. I did, I did one video, um, Should You Watch? And I'm planning to do full reviews and previews and everything when that comes out. So that should be fun. Do the dragons hate committing violence? I think Drogon likes committing the violence, personally. I, I think I think he, he absolutely... He loves it. He loves every second of it. No, okay. Uh, we, we'll definitely take some questions in the chat right now, so thank you so much. Will we see uh, Rhaegar this season, asks Maiden of Darkness. Um, I don't think we'll get a proper flashback. You you think we'll get a proper flashback, or we won't? I, I, I don't think we will. I think it'll, have, it'll be all just like texts and hearsay. I don't think we'll actually see him as an actor. Interesting. Okay. I, I, and I, I, I tend to think we might get a flashback i think it makes sense but maybe not till the beginning of next season uh so i'm not sure if we'll see him this this season uh so that would be something worth watching facts that shit to corporate before it's too late oh what was that uh hey torrid hey everyone serial uh cersei's storyline should have ended it's about time about the dead versus the breathing it's getting annoying why isn't she being killed yet will cersei last this season uh king mckay i did a video on that yes yeah, so that, that, that's why they're stalling it because there's no way for her to live into season eight if mm -hmm. they didn't stall out the season. Yeah, you were you were talking about that. That's that's the whole kind of basis of why they've done her storyline this way this season, and they've done Danny not not attacking. And to me, from a television standpoint of just looking at looking at it from a writing standpoint, I hate when writers write from the end point. And they're like, we want to yeah. do these things, so we have to write reasons why these things happen. That's why I think you get this this mission behind the wall to get a White Walker. And to me, it felt a little fast. It felt a little action movie, and, it, and I know that's okay, but it, oh. I, I didn't like necessarily how it quickly came together, and and I still didn't on a rewatch. I think it's a stupid plan, and I think it's very. I just mm. think it's stupid. There's just no reason for it. Like, it's, no. it's not gonna work. No, it's, it's not, not gonna, gonna work. It's not gonna work. It's a dumb, it's a dumb idea. <laughs> it's a dumb, and I love how uh, Dan and Dan and Dave in there, and I know I'm this second time addressing this. After the episodes, they do these little interviews where they talk about, it, and they mention the the thorn thing about bringing the arm to King's Landing. Oh yeah, that disintegrated. Then why didn't you show us that? What the fuck? So that <laughs> happened. So shit's happening. That's more stuff that you could have shown us. Oh, but you didn't have, an, but we don't have enough story. Yeah. Because if you skip shit like that, that's why we don't have enough story, assholes. Like, that was such an asshole moment that they said that. It was so, like, matter of fact, too. Yeah, yeah, everyone knows that. The arm disintegrated. Yeah. Yeah, we showed that, didn't we? Um, actually, you didn't show that. Oh, no one remembers. No one remembers. Fuck that. 
Um, your mom's question is why is Sansa useless as fuck? Your mom, perfect question. Good question. And uh, let's. I, I think ultimately it all comes down with Sansa. If I really want to analyze why people hate Sansa so much, and I and I think all of it really comes down to season one, and and how she she took sides against the family and you never say sides against you never you, you never take the side against the family in that one situation with Ari and the dire wolf and then, wolf and then wolf and die, I think the Sansa hate started there <laughs> and it just grew and and I think that I think that's what it's all about why do you think people hate Sansa so much King because she's it's kind of like why people hate Danny she just didn't do anything like the, it was the same repeat victim storyline over and over again, all the way to like now. She's just constantly one abuser to the next abuser to the next abuser, getting used, never really being its her own character at all. Every single time we're like, oh, Dark Sansa, she's gonna do something cool. No, it's just more of the same. Just just more of her just getting rolled over by other characters. Yeah, and it's not that you know you wish bad things upon the character. Yeah, she's had bad shit happen to her. You know, Marion Trent slapped her around. She had to deal with all that horrible shit after that fact when she left King's Landing is when the horrible shit really started to happen to her. And, uh, and, uh, and, and, but that doesn't mean we, this is the separation. Just because that stuff happens to her, it's bad. I feel bad for her, but still, but still, but still, fuck Sansa. Sorry, but I meant to turn that up when it said fuck Sansa and I never got the timing right of it. But, but ultimately, it still doesn't mean the character can't be predictable or annoying or this or that. Both things can be. It's not mutually exclusive. I do feel bad for the things she went through. No one should have to go through those things. They were fucking horrible. You know, being hanging out with Joffrey like that all the time. That's fucking awful. But, you know, she got to marry Tyrion. He was an all right guy to her and stuff. But uh, but everything that happened with Ramsay was fucking ridiculously miserable and I don't wish that upon my fucking you know, worst enemy or anything. But that doesn't mean I still can't say fuck Sansa for some of the fucking decisions yeah. she makes and some of the ways she acts and some of the foolhardy things and some of the ways she shows selfish behavior. And it's not and that's why this situation with Arya is so tough because I think Arya's more right than Sansa in some of this. Dis I mean, other way around. I think Sansa has some points in their discussion that they have. And it's. I find myself going, oh, wow, Sansa has a point here. So so I just, I got, I got to be fair, dude. I can't fucking, uh, I can't hate to hate. You know, when, uh, when, I, when Arya's wrong, Arya's just not used to people right now. And she needs to adjust. And I think she will adjust and ultimately will be, a better person than Sansa because she is a better person, but she needs to adjust to being around people and learning about what interacting and needing people is. She couldn't, Definitely. she couldn't even work within the substructure of the house of house of black and white. She yeah. fucking Bruce Wayne. She Christian Bale, Bruce Wayne, that Batman begin the house of black and white. Essentially. She was like, fuck you guys. I'm leaving. Yeah. Oh, Mark hunt. What is Littlefinger doing with Lord Glover and Lord Royce? What was that letter? He gave that one girl. Um, but, and I'm just going to go, uh, the letter was ultimately, uh, the the letter, I think it all had to do with the Sansa letter that she wrote, uh, to that was, she was forced to write that, uh, to sail more seeds of discontent. What, what the fuck is Littlefinger doing King McKay? What the fuck is Littlefinger? Make me, make me believe Littlefinger. And we talked about this a little bit earlier too, but what the fuck? What the fuck, Littlefinger, dude? What, what's, what's going on? Help uh, Littlefinger splain here a little bit. <laughs> 
I think everything he we definitely know everything he did there was just like show for Arya. So I don't think there's anything important he's actually doing when he was talking to Royce and when he was seeing that letter away. I think it was all just to kind of make the conflict between Arya and Sansa because he's because he knows that um, Sansa always falls to him whenever she's in trouble, whenever things start to get bad. She just wants to make shit terrible for her, and then she'll just fall on his advice and his comfort. And I don't. I, I personally think it's not going to work out. Eh? That, that this is the time that Sansa and the Starks will figure out what's going on and be like, no, we're, we're done with this stuff. We're, we're going to get in this time. I've said this with Bran there. Yeah, especially with Bran there. Yeah, thank you for saying that at the end because ultimately when it really comes down to it, I've said this a lot and I'm like a broken fucking record, but if the minute he says that chaos a ladder, this side thing that I said to my nemesis, fuck however long it was, 15 years ago, or no, uh, two years ago in a in like randomly, unless he's go, unless Littlefinger's going around telling everyone chaos is a ladder. But as far as we know, from the television show perspective, uh, well, well, shit's happening all the time. Uh, de- dead people's arms are getting brought to King's Landing and turning to dust, and we never <laughs> fucking see it. So maybe Littlefinger's uh, going around everywhere. Yeah, he's like, chaos is a ladder. There's a ladder. <laughs> maybe that's there's a big sign on the front of uh, Harrenhal that says chaos is a ladder or something. You know, like who knows? I mean, apparently, apparently, shit's happening that we don't see on the show. Uh, but ultimately, at that point, right there, I am getting the fuck out of there, dude. I am, I am running away. Fuck that. I'm out. You got a little psychic boy that actually is calling you out on shit, dude. Run. Littlefinger should run. And I said this before: run back to Cersei or run to the Vale and hide in the Vale and have your soldiers like protect the Vale, which is impregnable. You know, like what the fuck? Well, like, they can't use the area anymore because it's wintered over. But yeah, he—he's I, I, when his face kind of dissolved after hearing that, I thought he was going to do something big, like uh, with around Bran. We haven't seen it yet, like some kind of reaction to that with Bran and him. So I, I can't wait for that if we actually get it. Yep. So oh, we got oh, we got we got a couple. Did we do we get more more people? Sorry, King. I'm keeping you here longer than I said. I'm um, I'm for I'm forcing your attention. Stay here, King. You're not getting away now. And uh, Sam had this is from Erico two o two. I think this is from Jay. Sam had to bring the scrolls. It had the annulment and marriage certificates. John's gonna need that documented and proof for his heritage. Do you think that's gonna become an actual issue on the show with John's heritage and him vying for? Targaryen, uh, I was going to say supremacy, but uh, that buying for I'm the true heir to the throne, that sort of stuff, do you think that's actually going to be a factor on the show? I I really hope not. I think they're going to use it as a way to like push, they've always had this like theme of like houses and family names shouldn't matter. It's just your personality, why you feel like kind of what Daenerys always says by right, but everyone who follows her follows it because they chose her. I think this is the moment where John will realize his heritage. Everyone will be like, yo, you're actually this Targaryen. He'll be like, I don't care. I'm Ned's, I'm Ned's son. He raised me. Yeah. I'm a Stark. I'm a Snow. I don't care about this. And it'll be like that theme getting pushed along through John. It won't actually be like this big claim. I, I agree with you, too. I don't think he's going to give two, two shits except for, oh, wait. Does, does that mean I get a dragon? You know, and then, <laughs> and, then, yeah. and, and then Ghost is riding on the back of the dragon and flying through at the end. That, I mean, that would be the only, only situation that would be good. Oh, we got Lady Wolverton. Great to see you. Great to see everyone in the live motherfucking chat. You guys are amazing. Why did Sam blank on the annulment of Rygar? Was he tired and fed up? But holy fuck, come on, Sam. What the hell? 
Littlefinger does Littlefinger. Hate, hating on Sansa is too easy. I'm hating on Gillies to someone in the live chat. Fully grown redhead Sansa is a thing to behold, but Cersei was pretty easy on the eyes before the Davy Jones haircut. Uh, Sansa is so pathetic. She has to be saved by Reek. Come on. Will we see the Greyjoys in the next two episodes? Yeah, I'm surprised we haven't seen anything from Theon. Like, we only got one small set of him getting pulled up, and then he kind of rolled, rocked up with Jon, and that's really, like, they kind of left it aside. I, I was, like, they had that whole storyline of getting Yara, and that I think that'll be episode seven. I think that's what's going to happen there, because I don't think Euron can survive till next season, so he has to die this season, I think. And if that can be done through the whole Theon vault revived in the very end, that's that, that's what I'm thinking. Of yeah, I, I mean, I would, I would love... I'm very curious to see where they're going with that plot because we haven't seen Euron, we haven't seen Theon in a couple episodes. Are they just going to pop up next week or in episode six, or are they just going to pop up in episode seven, or are we just not going to see them until next season? That would be a little weird. I don't know. I don't know how things are going to go. Uh, with the oh, Lady, hey, how's it going, Lady Wolverton? Den of Lady Wolverton, awesome people, lots of love to her. SM John will be a Stark, and he'll want to embrace his mother and father. It will get him closer to his aunt and uncle, Danny and Tyrion. Uh, do you? No, Tyrion. Do you think Tyrion? I do. I'm. I'm not sure if I've. If I know exactly, I'd. I'd, I'd have to go back and watch. Do. You, what are your opinions? I think you're with me more on the. You. You're, are you a Tyrion, a Targaryen person? I. I think that the um, Tyrion Targaryen thing was really important to who the relationship between Tywin and Tyrion, mm -hmm. and how he Tywin kind of always had a thought in the back of his mind. I don't think he's actually a Targaryen because he just took too many parallels to Tywin. I think that he's actually a Lannister. He's, he's like the definition of what a Lannister is. Yeah, me too. So it just, it just, it's still an important part of their character relationship in the past. I, I agree. I've said this many times. Because Joe's really, you know, big time, like, oh, Tyrion's a Targaryen. It's a fucking fact. Uh, I, mm. I'm re I love the thought more that his connection with dragons have more to do with intellectuality and connecting with them on a more intellectual level. And I love having Tyrion be Tywin's true son. I just, I feel like that, that just makes much more sense. It's poetic. It's, it just works. It's, it's great. I'm not saying it would deball it if he wasn't, it would just, it would make, it would just make it mean something different. And, but I, I, in my heart, I think Tyrion's a Lannister. I just do. I think he's a Lannister. He he truly yeah. embraces it. I don't think for the show to go there. Excuse me. The books different story. We'll have a, we could have a whole discussion about the books. Besides, mm -hmm. besides, we're talking about the show right now. The show they didn't do Tyrion's first wife. I don't see them even going there. How would they even approach that right now? They're so wrapped up in talking about John's parentage. You're telling me in eight episodes they're going to do John's parentage, the war, and then somehow introduce the fact that Tyrion is a Targaryen. Because who's going to know that? Who knew that? Who's going to know that the Mad King ra raped? Is that going to be in the scrolls? Mad King raped. Uh, I mean, is Sam going to discover that? Gilly's going to say, uh, Tywin Lannisus got uh, or. Uh, Wife got raped by the Mad King and and bore a dwarf. I mean, I just don't see how they put that in the show mm. and make it a thing. And if they do it with the dragon connection, it's just going to, again, be hearsay, hearsay. And they've already done that where Tyrion, the dragons accept Tyrion. But I like it better that they don't see him as a threat. They can see him as a as a, on a connection. Uh, I don't know. Is, is that similar to how you feel about it? Yeah, yeah. I, th I think it. It would cheapen the relationship he has with Danny and the dragons 
to just make him a Targaryen. Like it's better to have it just purely through his relationship with Danny and how Danny trusts him and he's, he's he wants to do right by Danny and the dragons can sense that. Yeah, It'll be a lot. It'll just make the relationship worse. Absolutely. <laughs> Shugi Dookie Quack Quack. I don't, I, don't, I don't know what that means, Ryan Evans, but that's amazing. Uh, don't think they'll be covered Tyrion Targaryen theory in this show. Yeah, King of Winter, and that is a fucking scary photo, dude. King of Winter. Don't think they'll cover the Tyrion Targaryen theory in this show. There's just not enough time. I agree. Tyrion is a Targaryen. Get the same response from the dragons John did in season six. Uh, uh, fucking Moon Boy's a Targaryen. Everyone's a Targaryen. Everyone is a fucking Targaryen. The whole world, whole world, is a Targaryen. <laughs> well, no, considering the world of Westeros and how many people the Targaryens were having sex with and doing that, and probably how many how many bastards are out there, the whole modern day or the modern as we know it in Westeros right now, the one we watch right now, could all have Targaryen blood in them. I mean, that's definitely out of, out of every family. They're the least likely to spread because they're normally in the same tree. Actually, like, that's out of every family. Dude, that's actually a really good point. I take back what I said. That's, that's <laughs> actually a really good point because they've mostly kept it in the family. Well, there was a few Targaryens that married out outside or there was that one Targaryen king that sort of married all the lords to kind of, uh, you know, put it, put it out, put it, put it out there, put it, put that Targaryen love out there. Gilly says step. Oh shit, dropping shit all over the place. I like the fact that Tywin hated Tyrion, but Tyrion was the best thing you could want from a Lannister. In my eyes, Jon will always be a Stark and Tyrion will always be a Lannister. I mean, either way, no matter what with Jon, he's a Stark. I mean, we know his either, I mean, we know it's not even a matter. I'm why am I even saying this? It's not a matter of if, it's a matter of a fact. I mean, John John is half Targaryen, but he's also Stark. I mean, that's a fact of what he is. He's got the ice and fire going through his veins. He's on Zor High. He's a he's a cool dude and he has a small penis and he's amazing and he likes pussy wonderfully. He's the fucking king of the shit, okay? <laughs> He's on my shoulder right now. Look at him. He's right back there. Look at him. He's always hanging out. Okay. He, he craps sunshine and pisses and pisses rainbows. Okay. He's fucking Jon Snow. Whatever. Sir Pounce is a Lannister. True fucking Lannister. True Lannister. We'll take uh, we'll take one or two more questions and then I'll let King McKay go because you know I'm not now I'm just keeping him hostage here. I'm like, no, this is your first live stream. You're you're continuing, motherfucker. It's not over yet. You're, I'm, I'm it's like the Willy Wonka ride on the boat. Yeah, is it raining? Is it pouring? Is a hurricane blowing? You're not getting off this fucking ride, motherfucker. Sorry, sorry, dude. Okay, so uh, Timo <laughs> asks, what other show do you watch or would recommend? Uh, could be currently finished or on other than Vikings that we talked about King McKay and you we already talked and you talked about Last Kingdom what are what's another show you could possibly recommend to people um old shows Stargate I love my sci-fi Stargate are you Uh, are you a Star Trek fan at all um I I was too too young for that I just couldn't I, I went back to like the earliest I could possibly find and tried watching it it just I'm way too young and I can't watch stuff that, that ratio. Yeah, it seems too dated to you. I, I get it. It's yeah. it's it's certain shows like that for me too that are past a certain point and I can't watch because it just seems too dated to me and I can't relate to it. The only one I'll say uh, here comes the uh, shilling Deep Space Nine thing. The only one I'll say to give it another chance, you know, is uh, Deep Space Nine. You know, has some really good character progression and comes off like a modern fucking show. But 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 uh, but if you ever if you ever want to get into, but yeah, Star Stargate's great. Uh, that that is that. 
Rick and, Bo- oh, Rick and Morty is a fucking amazing oh, show. Rick? Yeah, amazing show. Yeah. I cannot recommend Rick and, Rick and Morty enough. Incredible, especially if you're a Back to the Future fan. I cannot okay. cannot recommend that show enough. Uh, South Park, obviously. If people don't watch South Park, you know why not watch uh, fucking great shit? Uh, what have I what have I been watching? Oh, coming up soon. Obviously, if you've been into it, I think it might even be released tonight. I might not be sleeping tonight, and I might be uh, watching it. I think uh, the uh, the, the Defenders is being released sometime in the next couple of days on Netflix, which if you've all been into the Netflix universe, let's try to pretend the whole Loris Tyrell as the Iron Fist thing. Yeah. Let's, let's pretend that didn't happen. Let's just back away from that quietly. <laughs> it didn't happen. It didn't happen. The other three series were really awesome, especially Daredevil and Jessica Jones. I think they were abo- they were on a different level. Daredevil season one and Jessica Jones season one were, were I think, uh, like on – some of my favorite season shows. So uh, I'm, I'm actually really excited for that. you got Sigourney Weaver in it. You know, uh, the Punisher is going to make an appearance as well. So I'm very much into that particular uh, cinematic or television cinematic universe. So that's a show I'm highly excited for that's coming out in the next couple of days. So uh, The Defenders for me. And yeah, one secret Targaryen's enough for me. No more Targaryen's Hair Maiden's Tale, says Leanna Flynn. I've heard some good stuff about that show. Uh, Defenders come out on Friday. Thank you, Timo. Stranger Things, uh, someone said. Uh, Archer. I, for, I've, I've never actually watched Archer, but a lot of people have suggested it to me. Should I be watching I Archer? I don't know. I've never heard of it. <laughs> yeah. No, I've, I've, heard a lot, I've heard lots of good things about Archer. I've never actually watched it. Dubs, was pretty good. Dub says, I donated. Can I get a spin? Did I miss your donation, Dub? Here we go. I'll give you a spin, motherfucker. Here you go. Uh, I haven't watched Preacher. Have you ever watched Preacher? No. No, I haven't watched that. Westworld. Westworld, I've watched. Yeah, I love Westworld. I love Westworld, too. Great fucking show. Maybe when we get do Westworld, we can get you on a Westworld recap as well, because mm-hmm. Joe hates Westworld. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> I'd, love, I'd love to get you on that. Uh, one, one thing I'm going to talk about Westworld after the spin. I don't know if you've heard it yet. Uh, to cross over to two of our shows where we talk about uh floki was just casted cast on uh westworld cool yeah yeah so i don't think that uh bodes well for his character in vikings but (laughs) he's got to be like 90 years old in the era that we're going to be talking about and i assume that we're going to get a time jump in vikings so uh it would make sense that floki would kind of just fade into the the background and kind of just be someone that comes back in visions or something like that. And he could become a regular on Westworld. So I'm very excited for Westworld season two. I'm curious if they can keep up the same level of intensity that I was into it in season two Mm. that, but with a Nolan working on it, it always makes me feel confident. Uh, I think they're one of those shows that it's not going to come out till it's ready. It got delayed so many times yeah. the first time. So I don't think Jonathan Nolan's going to put out shit. I just don't think so. Yeah. They're not going to cut it short like Game of Thrones just to rush it out. Mm-hmm. They're, they're going to make sure it's it's done. It's analysis. The only thing about I, I was going to review Westworld, but like I just didn't, I, I was constantly getting tripped by all the mysteries. So I didn't know what was happening. Like for Game of Thrones, I can normally predict stuff. I could, couldn't didn't predict a single thing in Westworld. It just got me every time. Yeah, me too. Me too. And that and that's what I fucking love about a show. And you mm. got, by the way, Dub, you got do, you got uh, 
you got filled drinks, so I'll be taking a drink here. Uh, I was so mad that Rome was canceled. I've heard amazing things about uh, Rome's an amazing Rome, show. Absolutely yeah. amazing show. Amazing show. Definitely should watch all of it. Great show. And we had uh, we had Nick Hodges from History Buffs here mm-hmm. a couple weeks ago, and he's going to be doing a review on Rome pretty soon too. So uh, so now could be a very good opportunity for you guys to watch Rome and then and then watch Nick's review and and uh, how historically mm-hmm. accurate it is. But Rome is. Rome is a very important show for Game of Thrones to exist. Broke, I missed your question. Ask it again. Ask it again. I, I fucking missed it, dude. Love a show that's not tied by a fucking book, and that's what's very interesting about Westworld, very awesome about Westworld. It's not tied mm-hmm. to anything. It was just kind of... And what I also loved about Westworld was within the mystery and the intensity of it, it also had a sci-fi element to it as well. And I absolutely- I was like sci-fi and fantasy. So, so those things can kind of merge together in both Game of Thrones and these ones. Just, just great. Yeah, great, great show. Uh, Gecko, Gecko says Westworld will be back in 2018. Yeah, and I, I blame Ooh. Westworld for this whole Game of Thrones coming back in 2019 here. This is my one last Game of Thrones question for you. How pissed off are you? Or how frustrating is it uh, that mm-hmm. that Game of Thrones might not come back till... 2019. See, as a fan, I'm immensely pissed off. As a YouTuber, that means more content. Dude, so, good, good point. <laughs> good point. I n- good, good. And I never do off-season <laughs> Game of Thrones content. I gotta stop. I gotta start just doing like theory podcasts and shit like that. So just, just do that. But you're right. Like it's, it's a good anticipation thing. But as a fan, I'm just like, fuck this. I want to see these episodes now. Uh, Wolf Gaming says, I want a show like Vikings done on Richard the Lionheart or Robert the Bruce. That would be epic. Uh, Lady Wolferton says, I love Rome. Rome is amazing. Jim, Jimbo says, The Man in the High Cask was great. Broke by Blackman says, Love a show that is not tied by a fucking book. Oh yeah fucking great Roma's great for two seasons Al Red Sox fan should have been back though for more more show more uh, episodes I agree well in the book it doesn't matter what the book says Fulky is the man uh, Timo asks uh, do you watch The 100 or Super Supernatural do you watch either of those shows I watched The 100 I actually quite liked it even though it's teen drama I don't really like teen dramas I really liked season 2 ending I won't spoil it or anything but it was a bittersweet ending and that's kind of like, I want an ending like that for Game of Thrones. One where, like, I hated how it ended, but loved it as well. Because, like, it resolved the huge tension of the entire time in the last two seasons. But then was also, like, horrifying mm-hmm. at the same time. Yeah, yeah. And that's what I want for Game of Thrones. Resolved, but horrifying. But a horrifying <laughs> ending. I'm afraid that the show's going to end a little bit too... Uh, happy hippie trippy at the end and i hope mm. that's not the case uh mark M- murdy she wrote angela lanzabrilli great show that was my favorite of all those investigating shows like matlock or whatever murdy she wrote was the best one it was all shucksy Columbo was also cool too that's the basis of my davos i'm no big city lawyer character or something like that <laughs> but uh but that, i'm sort of doing a Columbo thing there but uh but yeah murdy, murdy she wrote actually was a show i was forced to watch a lot because of my uh because of my grandmother but angela lensbury can sing like a motherfucker i'm actually i actually really love angela lensbury so uh murdy she wrote fucking great show fucking great show motherfucker so black sales thanks for the reminder phil you have to watch black sales were you a black sales fan at all no i, I i'm one of those people that if i get into a show i have to like devote my life to it kind of thing <laughs> so i don't like to watch a whole ride 
because otherwise it would just ruin my life. Dude, I'm the same. Dude, I'm like the same way, and I and I don't. And when I take a sh- when I go watch a show, my life gets taken over by it, mm-hmm. and I'll just like be obsessed by it and have to watch it every single day, even if it's a shit show where like mm-hmm. Stephanie and I get into, and we're like, oh, we have to watch this show to to the end, and we have to make it. You know, we have to make it through Charmed. We gotta fucking mm-hmm. make it. You know, we're gonna see this horrible teen drama shit, and because I. I don't mind. I'm uh, I I like some horrible teen drama, but some but certain things just go too far for me, and and just uh, and some shows I just I, I hate myself for watching all of it. I'm like, why am I doing this? I need to stop. But I'm like such a TV show completionist that once I start something, I fucking have to finish it. So I'm very selective was, of what I start. It was Iron Fist. I got halfway through that. And I'm like, this is. This is killing me, but I had to finish it. <laughs> I have to. I have to. Oh, wait, that one character, his girlfriend's all right. You know, she's all right in that fu- that yeah. cage fighting scene was all right. It was okay. It was okay. It was okay. Uh, Game of Thrones with Marie says, waves to King McKay. Hi, King McKay. And uh, let's say, Bran almost seems emotional when he sees the Night's King. Why? It, what if he's being emotional to fight when he's using his emotions as a weapon? Yeah, Joe, uh, lo- Joe's love saves them all. Uh, so what is going to be Bran's trigger to have, like, to, to finally beat the Night King? I think he just needs to practice, right? Practice a little bit more? Yeah, I, I think he needs to get, uh, like, to learn how to separate Bran from the Three-Eyed Raven. And I really hope that they they end the show with, like, the Three-Eyed Raven part of him dying and him returning to, like, a normal character. Yeah, I hope so, that would too. Be, I, I hope to see that at the end of the series. So yeah. That would be cool. So be social. There are many uncles now. Drogon has to meet his new uncle John. Okay, one uh, one more time. Few more things. Game Game of Thrones with Marie. Sorry, I'm having such a good time. I'm uh, I'm keeping you longer than I said. Check out great. check out Cersei's River and Terminator. Sarah Chronicles definitely worth it. Have a good night, Hannibal. Have a good night, Hannibal. Thank you so much. Oh, Hannibal, Hannibal. Before you go, don't go. Don't go, motherfucker. Let's see if we can do this. I was gonna play this earlier. Let's say we got we got a. Uh, where, where is it? Where is it? Let's let's play. This is a song. It's a cover that Hannibal did. So let's play a little music from Hannibal. It was a song dedicated to me. This the song's dedicated Ooh. to me. Here we go. All right, take five. Is that because I support Sansa? Fuck your dog. Hope it never comes home. Fuck your bitch. Hope you wind up alone. Fuck you, bitch. You broke my heart. Fuck. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, buddy. I'm sorry. No, but that's an awesome song from Hannibal in the live chat. Thank you so much for sharing that with us. I was looking for an opportunity for the right opportunity to play that, but thank you so much. And uh, let's take, I, we saw, I saw one more question in the live chat that was directed at us. Let me scroll up there and take this last question. 
This is from David Granger. Phil, the issues guy, and King McKay. Was there a non-Targaryen who rode a dragon called Sheep Eater? She brought him a sheep every day. She was the first and the last rider of the Sheep Eater. King, do you know anything about that? I know that people, like, um, they, like, looked after uh, uh, the person brought this up in one of his videos but didn't actually find it out from anywhere else but like they needled like uh looked after a dragon and cared for it for ages and then they were able to ride it so i know you don't need to have valyrian ties to do that so that was something preston kept talking about for a while but yeah it's possible i don't i don't actually know that history myself yeah so everybody thank you so fucking much for joining us tonight and king mckay thank you so much for joining us i hope i hope your first live stream wasn't too horrible He's like, yeah. It was great. He's like, yeah. And he's like, wait, wait. He's like, wait, no, no, fuck you, dude. Fuck you. I'm never doing this again. Screw <laughs> off. Eat a dick. You know, fucking die. I just no. want to take my lines of dragon glass, you know? Yeah, yeah I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go snort some lines of dragon glass <laughs> and go back to making my videos and never do a fucking mm. live stream with you again. But no, I, I definitely hope that you join us again during a Viking season. It was a lot of fun getting to talk to you. And Absolutely I hope, love to. And everyone, thank you so much for joining us for this feedback show. Thank you for all your feedback, all your calls, voicemails, and the live motherfucking chat. If you haven't already and you enjoyed this video, please hit the like button. Please hit the subscribe button and join us for more fun. I'll be on this Friday afternoon around 12, 1230. Doing a, uh, uh, doing a very useless uh, re reaction to the trailer from or something. I don't even know what I'm doing on Friday. Something will be done Friday afternoon at 12:30. It might be it might be me just babbling or something like that and talking about the the state of spoilers in the world right now. But uh, like I said before, if you haven't already, make sure you uh, subscribe to King McKay's channel. You can find that link in the chat right now or in the description box below. But also, if you haven't, like the, like the video. Fucking join us next week for another feedback show. Next week, we'll be joined by Tony Teflon uh, to take your questions as well. So join us for that live stream. And then the final week of the season, we'll be joined by... Joe Dirty Locks for uh, for your feedback. So uh, so and Joe, Katie, and I will be back on this Sunday right after the episode airs. The first time everyone sees this episode, <laughs> Joe Dirty Locks, Katie, and I will be talking about a king. This will be the very first time any everybody sees the episode on Sunday. We'll be uh, we'll be very excitedly talking about it. But uh, you should do an hour of what grinds my gears rant on Friday. Maybe I'll do an issues program on Friday or something like that. Maybe I'll do an episode six watch. Maybe I'll do something. No, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to hold off as much as possible to watch episode six till, till at least uh, Saturday, I guess, or something like that. But uh, And then do it to take notes so that I can watch on Sunday for fun. But I'm a weak, weak man, and I'm slightly drunk right now. So who knows what's going to happen when this podcast gets shut off. King McKay. Who knows what's gonna happen when I'm I mean, I fucking read those the leak descriptions months ago. I mean, I pretty much know what the episode happens, but so who gives a fuck? Um, I'm just stalling because I'm enjoying talking too much. But everybody, talk to you guys next time and uh yeah, bye. <laughs> yeah, fucking bye. Smash that like button. <laughs>
Aaron Sharp analysis of Thrones, B Leon, B Social, Broke Black Man 94, David, Eli, Frumius, uh, Game of Thrones with Marie, Gecko, Ghost Wolf, there you are, Hannibal, I see, Ian, Iron Throne, Jack, King McKay, love that guy, King of Winter, Critch, Lady Wolverton, Den of Lady Wolverton, lots of love to you and congratulations on 50. Uh, Lady Euron, Greyjoy, Leanna, Mara, Jade Skywalker, Mark Harrington, Mark Hunt, Monty G, Pamela Evans, uh, Peter Griffin, I love you, Peter Griffin, <laughs> Professor, uh, Quixote, Rig, the goat, Timo, Tom himself, Ty Queen, and William. Thank you so much to everyone for sticking around. You guys are amazing in the live chat. Later.